I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Want a weekly roundup of the best CBC Radio programming? Subscribe to the CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Get a digest of the week's top stories. Read in-depth articles. Listen to interviews and documentaries. And get the lowdown on upcoming stories from CBC Radio 1 that you need to hear. To subscribe, go to cbc.ca slash radio and look for the subscribe button. The CBC Radio 1 newsletter. Be informed. What is the one thing you've never told anyone? The Secret Room is a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. Like the story of a jilted lover seeking revenge online to a woman who keeps her father's death a secret. Each week, host Ben Ham sits down with a guest who tells a personal story about something real in their lives, something they've never shared with anyone, ever. Listen to The Secret Room on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts or wherever you get Play Me. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome back to Play Me, in episode three of What a Young Wife Ought to Know by Hannah Moscovich. If you haven't yet had a chance to listen to part one or part two of What a Young Wife Ought to Know, you can do so by subscribing in Apple or Google Podcasts or by visiting cbc.ca forward slash playmecbc. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and review us. In episode two of What a Young Wife Ought to Know, Johnny has turned his affections to Sophie, the tongue-tied younger sister of Alma, who died after the two sisters attempted to end her pregnancy. Sophie and Johnny get married and have four children, but only three survive childbirth. The doctor warns that further babies could kill Sophie. But without any method to prevent pregnancy other than abstinence, Sophie and Johnny's marriage begins to crumble. Here is part three of What a Young Wife Ought to Know by Hannah Moscovich. Warning, the following episode contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Where are you going? North. North? What's north? North's north. You visiting Alma's grave? No? No. Graveyard's north? So's the church. Alma's grave? I knew that's not where you were... I just... I thought if I said it, it might make you talk. Johnny, please. Where are you... Where are you going? Is it to ask other women? I saw Jenny the other day and she said she thought you might be going into the rooms of one of the ladies up the hotel. I go to a labor meeting. The ladies. The ladies. No. I go to a meeting. It's the... Black line. It's for laborers and socialism. And I don't know why I didn't tell you. I don't know. Well, because I wanted you to worry about it, I think. Which wasn't... Yes, I went into the rooms of one lady. Yes. But it was not. It was not out of desire. 
she asked me to button her dress, brush her hair, lace her shoes, and I, I did it a couple of times. And I don't know why I did it. I don't know. It was not because I thought she was pretty. She was not pretty. She, she was perfumed. She wore a fine dress, but when I looked up at her close, she was not pretty at all. Her husband had been killed in the war, and... The ladies at the hotel, they look at me. But it's like I'm a fine horse. It's like they want to come up to me with an apple or a sugar cube in their hand when I talk. They look at me as though they didn't know I had a soul or, or thoughts in my head I could say out loud to them. They, they think we're... They think I'm an animal. They, they don't even think of us as though we're... She wanted you to brush her hair? Yeah. Why? For affection. It, it's not. It's having no affection. I've gotten so I'm scared of my desire for you. I don't even let myself... I don't even look at you. And I'm starved for some... Yeah. I went up the hotel, talked to Jenny about you. And then I went to find you afterwards in the stables and I... I patted a horse for, I don't know, half an hour. It's a fine horse, large eyes. Might have called it Johnny a couple of times. No. 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 Did I hurt you? No. I'm sorry. Let me. Let me. We are the fourth little one. Another girl, and that labor. There was a time that night, in the pitch of night, I saw Alma standing looking at me. I didn't tell Ma I saw Alma. All I said was, I'll die. And she said, you will die, but not from this. The child, we christened her Helen, was born 11 pounds. The doctor looked her over and said, you shouldn't be having more children. It's a disgrace. And I said, how do I prevent it? And he just frowned and said it wasn't a medical question. And I said, doctor, you and your wife have only the one child. How are you preventing it? He said, separate beds, also gardening. Is that how you prevent a gentleman? You garden? You're early home. There's something wrong. Helen is... Helen is what? I took her to the doctor. He said her brain's not strong. He said she's a failure. Well, she's had a month of life, and now, now the doctor thinks she's a failure. How does he add a month he knows? He said she could get no nourishment from my womb, he oh, said. it's not, it's not... 
it is easy for the doctors and, and the politicians to say, oh, oh, poor, they're all degenerates, and oh, the race, and how are we have racial progress with all the Irish and the criminals cramming all the cradles full of these unfortunate handicapped children, and then there's not, our little daughter. She's not our right. Daughter, yes, she is right. She cries. She's a child, she cries. They said that we shouldn't have more children, and we had Helen, and she was ruptured. That is because he is a liar. Well, Children are sick because they've got no wages coming in. You got men without work. Their family's got no nourishment. That's why the, the children are feeble and weak. Well, that's not what Family the limitation said. and all of that. That is what the upper class are trying on us now. See, they don't want to pay us a living wage. And so they say, oh, oh, family limitation. Tell that to the poor. Who's That'll keep that? them quiet. Well, I want a family. I'm now those classes are saying don't have a family. I'm why? We're not livestock. I there is more than us like us. You look down the row. There's plenty of families that... What? What? Why are you... I'm not. Johnny, what is it? Is it George? Is it no, Kitty? Is it... No, no, What then? I... Is it my ma? Is no. Ma... I've lost my work. How? It's slowed at the hotel. But did they say that... I nearly went and bought cigarettes to calm my nerves. But, but then I thought, that's not a waste of money on... It's only just happened. After that, life went black. We had only... What small jobs Johnny and I could find. A little allowance from the black line. I did without common necessities. Tea, soap, coal. The house was cold. And in the worst of it, there was not much money for nourishment. And that was the worst. When the children... I didn't like to stint the children or Johnny when he was out looking for work. I don't mean to be coarse, but it's this, or I'll take a little money and go get drunk. No, we can't. We can. We can. No. No, Johnny. No. No, what? Why? Soph, I'm cold, aren't you? It's so cold outside. It's packed with snow. Comfort. I can't tell you what hell's opened up in my mind. I want to put my face down there. Between your legs, I don't know why. Oh, Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> no. No. Johnny. Johnny. Yes, yes. There is a factory, I heard. It's taken on men, so... Maybe... Maybe... Johnny did get work, after that. As machinist at the paper mill. 
but it was 11 months of hardship. And by then, I... I don't like to admit to you that I... Are you well? <laughs> Am I well? You have a half-mad look in your eyes. I'm well. I'm well enough. You look so... F what is it? I felt movement in my stomach. I think I'm pregnant again. I've been trying not to think it, but... I know the feeling too well to fool myself. And I've been cursing myself for letting you... Why? Why? Because of what the doctor said. The, the, the labor, your health, and the children growing up with no mother. Yes! I don't He's been wrong so far. Another child? I don't want one. You don't want another one. You're no. not even a little happy about it. No! Because I'm happy about it. You were out of work. Yes, I was. The children, dear as they are, they can't make up for the strain of it. The strain of what? I don't know what you mean. Don't you feel tenderness towards our children? I don't know why you don't want more of them. There's few enough joys for us. The children are... All down the row, I see women in there. They say they hope their babies will die. For the cost of a little casket is less than the cost of keeping an infant in health. The children crawl around on the floor half dead. They can't talk, though they're old enough to. The walls thick with vermin, urine on the floors. Mother's saying they can't, they can't not feed the older ones because the older ones will ask in plain language why they're not being fed. So with the younger ones, they don't feed. And I haven't had enough nourishment for months. What monster will I give birth to if it can get none from me? And Helen, why bring them forth if you cannot feed them? We can feed them. We can't, yes, yes, can yes. we? Yes. For now. It's not, that is not our lot. Those families, it's not our lot. For now. We'll be fine, so... You're poorly. Go, lie down a little. I'll see to the children. By then... By then I wasn't well. I saw what wasn't there. When I went out into the streets, I thought the houses were falling on top of me. I was anxious over Helen... Sure, she was failing. And when Johnny kissed me, his mouth felt cold to me. I don't want it. I'm sorry. I don't want it. I want to prevent it. How? <laughs> There's pills on the back pages of newspapers. <sighs> I don't think they work. I saw Alma take him, and they didn't do anything but turn her stomach. I could go to one of those backpage doctors. You'll end up dead. I might not. Might end up dead from the baby anyway. But you haven't so far. I don't want it. I heard you, but there's nothing you can do but let nature take its course. I want to prevent it. Well, you can't. I can. You can what? You can do what? Don't you want it, Sophie? It'll be our child, our... My child. And if you do anything, Sophie, I don't know how I will love you after. I'm going mad. Well, the asylum is just up the road. At least you won't have far to go. I'd rather be dead than have another one of your children. I have to ask myself if I marry you out of duty or out of pity because my sister wouldn't. 
I've lived her life. Now I see plainly why she didn't want it. If I have it, I won't love it. That is a shameful thing to say. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> there. I herded the children out of the house. Sent them to play in the street. I locked the door. And let Alma talk to me. I'll hold your hand steady, Sophie. Close your eyes. And run it up. Then when you're feeling the top of it, press down as hard as you can. You'll feel pressure and then a tearing. Good. There will be a lot of blood and some flesh come down. That means it's worked. In a minute, you'll get your color back. You did well. You did so very well. I've told you the whole of it now. God took Alma, but not me. I do feel as though I have done something that God does not like. And I'm ashamed of it. But I do feel some sweet thing as though I've come through it. Ladies, ladies, I want to speak with you in particular. Do you do such things as I have done? Will you tell me? Do you keep it from your husbands? Or don't we have to do some things? Make some decisions for our little families? Alone? Maybe you won't answer me with your husband sitting next to you. I can tell from the looks in your eyes. I ask. I want to know what to do. Because Johnny's at the door. Sophie. Sophie, Soph. Ladies. Sophie. Yes. Sophie, are you well in here? Why was the door locked? 
Kitty told me that you'd sent her out and you wouldn't let her back in because you're bleeding. Yes. Do you need a doctor? I might, but let's wait and see. I might not. We've lost the child. Yes. Is it my fault? It's my fault. I... God, Sophie, I... I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. I... I'm oh, so sorry. No. you are. No. Uh, that's a lie. I suppose I do know. <laughs> it scares me when I feel like you loathe me. I don't want our companionship to break up and I often think that you may have lost your feelings for me. No. No. Just I shouldn't have burdened you with I know now what I ought to have... I've, I've had to learn how to be a mother and a wife. And I know now. Or I know better. Kiss me then. Ladies, ladies, that was the conclusion of what a young wife ought to know by Hannah Moscovich. You can listen to our next episode, which is an interview with the playwright, by subscribing to Play Me in Apple or Google Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Expect Theatre or Instagram at Play Me Podcast. What a Young Wife Ought to Know was written by Hannah Moscovich. The original theatrical production was directed by Christian Berry. It featured Lisa Repo Martel, David Patrick Fleming, and Rebecca Parent. It was commissioned and developed by 2B Theatre and premiered at the Neptune Theatre in Halifax, Canada. We'd love to hear what you think of our show. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes to help us get the word out about Play Me. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The Senior Director of Audio Innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley. The Associate Producer is Pippa Johnstone. This episode was edited by Chris Tolley. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is produced by Expect Theatre in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information on our plays and artists, please visit playmepodcast.com.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.